My name is Scott Challoner, and this is the Leaders' Council podcast for the people who run the country and the people who keep the country running. You join us on a cool wintry morning here in the capital, but on a day where Plan B COVID restrictions have been withdrawn, coming onto the show to join me and hopefully lift the mood that little bit further is Salim Lahia, the Managing Director at Pioneer Computers Limited. Um, Salim, welcome to the show and by all means, thank you for joining us. Hello, Scott. Thank you very much for having me on the show. Um, it's, uh, it is a strange old day today, definitely. It is a strange old day. It's nice or not. <laughs> yeah, of course, the weather doesn't really know what it's doing. But one thing that we no. do know for sure is that sort of, you know, Plan B COVID restrictions are gone. So a bit of obviously yeah. um, sort of mixed um, views um, on that. But before we sort of get on to the uh, the COVID side of things, um, just for the listeners tuning in that might not be familiar with yourself and your business, you're essentially an IT specialist that's involved in server and network infrastructure support and maintenance cloud solutions. That's sort of the crux of what you do, isn't it? That is correct, yes. Basically, we, we have contract customers whose IT would look after. Uh, we give a full service and uh, mostly it, uh, it is all business to business. And yeah, as you said, initially it, would, uh, it used to be just servers and PCs and networks, but now obviously the cloud is in there as well. So it's, it's everything, uh, everything customer needs. And you've been involved in IT for quite a long time, haven't you? Um, you started working for one of the sort of big four banks um, and then sort of went into sort of starting your own business. What is it that's that right. sort of um, what is it that sort of made that decision for you? When what was that turning point that made you think that going and starting a company of your own was going to be the way forward? Um, the 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 company the, the, the bank I worked for uh, changed a lot of the processes. They merged with other companies, and the working environment was very different when I first started sixteen years earlier. Um, and whereas up to that point, or up to a certain point, I had actually looked forward to going to work every day, it came to the point where it became a call to go in. Uh, travel became an absolute nightmare because we were working all sorts of shifts. Uh, we, we were drive, I was driving, and the drive initially used to take 35 minutes, it went to 45, an hour, and then some, on some days it would take an hour and a half to get back. So a combination of those things plus uh, a calculation on whether the severance would be enough to pay my, off my mortgage, mm. which basically timed it to so that it did, uh, then led me to a point where I thought, well, let's try a business. And in the worst case scenario, if it fails, I'll go and take the jobs in Tesco. Well, like I say, like I say, it's good that you obviously had that uh, had the backup plan and you just, like I say, you just went for it, didn't you? And uh, yes. I suppose... Um, is that kind of trust in yourself probably one of the best pieces of advice that you can give to a young entrepreneur that maybe is looking to start their own business? Just, you know, trust your gut and go for it. Yes. I mean, I had, um, I was already married. I had uh, three kids at that point. Mm. Um, and uh, I had my wife's support with me without whom nothing would be possible really. Um, and the faith and the trust in myself and my family's trust in me. Uh, together with the fact that once I paid the mortgage off, I knew it was just a case of paying the bills. So uh, at the age of 36, I was mortgage-free. I had a house. Uh, and uh, really, truly speaking, uh, I, I'm a man of many talents, as they say, jack of all trades. Mm. Uh, and I, I, I felt that even if the business didn't work out, I would always find something, whether it was buying a taxi or, you know, 
uh, anything. There's always money to be made out there to, to pay your bills as long as your house is not relying on it. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's it's making sure that, you know, the risk is measured against the reward, isn't exactly. it? I suppose. Exactly, exactly. right. Just um, taking the yeah. plunge into the unknown sometimes is, is unnerving. But if you have faith in yourself and you've taken all, you know, mitigated all of this, reduced the risk to the minimum, um, it's a good time to go. That's a good time to go then. Yeah, exactly. And um, at the moment as well, I mean, history shows that some of the most successful businesses do spring out of times of sort of economic hardship and difficulty. So now may be a very good time to start a business. And obviously, the, and obviously the reason for that um, difficulty that we've seen in the economy is uh, because it, it's, it's a problem that none of us could really mitigate for two years ago. And that was the emergence of the, the COVID-19 pandemic. And I can imagine that that has had an operational impact on your business in some way, shape or form. But it seems that businesses in the technology industry seem to have done relatively well, given the sort of advent of work from home and the digital revolution. So what impact has it had on you overall? Okay, so uh, the impact, well, obviously, uh, as we service a lot of different types of businesses, some of the businesses were unable to continue during the lockdown. They just had to basically close up shop. So um, whether there were shops or there were businesses that needed a public presence. Um, so those customers, we had to um, put on standby. Um, so keep their uh, services running, but at an absolute minimum, so we could reduce their costs. Uh, to, you know, as low as possible, or even zero in some cases. And we just said, you know, well, fine, we'll just look after the services, and when you get back, we get back, we'll carry on. Um, so we did, uh, I suppose, 40% of our customer base was in a position where they had to close down. The other um, the remaining 60%, um, obviously, suddenly needed to carry on working Uh and be able to have their employees continue working, whether it was a full employees or just a reduced uh, number of employees. So the main thing at that point was to be able to get everyone connected remotely from their homes, whether on their own devices, uh, devices or taking the devices they were using in the offices home or purchasing new devices. So it was a bit manic uh, cause, because obviously everyone wanted to be able to work from home at the same time. But uh, we, were, we, we were able to get everyone going. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, the, the main issue was just it was very, very busy, uh, especially during the lockdown, because for a lot of people working remotely was a new experience. Uh, and they encountered issues and problems they weren't used to. Uh, some thought they had decent internet lines, and then they found when they actually started working that they weren't able to do anything. And there was a whole host of issues that we had to help um, people navigate so that they could carry on working. So uh, business-wise, as I said, 40% disappeared, really. Uh, the 60% kept us very, very busy. Um, for about four to six weeks, after which it did go very, very quiet, which became a bit worrying. But um, yeah, we were talking to people, and we were carrying on doing normal sort of stuff. But everyone was working at a reduced load. I mean, recruitment companies, Obviously, there was no one recruiting, so that they had problems as well. And most of their employees were on commission, or a small basic. And, and, you know, they were struggling. Their employees were struggling. So we did what we could to help as much as we could. Um, but from a business perspective, we actually um, 
carried on pretty much as we were, except I was working from home continually, which with uh, four grown children and my wife also working from home was interesting. Yeah, working from home, I mean, it's obviously there's there's a lot of different opinions about that moving forward as to whether that's going to be sort of the status quo and part of a hybrid working pattern, isn't there? Because let's be perfectly clear. I mean, there are benefits to the work-life balance from working from home, but it depends if you've got the right sort of home infrastructure, if we call it that. You've got to have the right internet connection. You've got to have a comfortable amount of space and therefore yeah. it's not necessarily a one-size-fits-all approach. And, the de- and another pitfall is that when you don't have that commute in the morning and you're obviously more productive and you're working perhaps longer hours, when that sort of work-life boundary is blurred because you're working in your home space, you're maybe doing more than you were before and you may be checking your emails at, say, 1 o'clock in the morning. So it's managing that. You've got to be very careful about it, haven't you, to avoid burning out? Without a doubt, without a doubt. I mean, basically, I, I end up working in the rear section of our living room uh, and so basically the PC is on all the time the monitors on all the time and regardless of what time of day I'm sitting there but even if at the end of the day I've turned around and said oh, I've had enough I go sit at the top I'm still here emails coming in and I think oh, I wonder what that is I wonder what that is it's been terrible from that point of view uh, been very annoying for my wife as well uh, because she was able to cut off at 5.30 every day whereas I had to uh, I just kept checking my emails it was terrible so the work-life balance did definitely go out of the window. But being a business owner, work-life balance has always been an issue anyway. Mm. Um, you know, sometimes you just want to get things done. And, you know, especially in my industry where half the, well, 60% of our work, 70% of our work is done out of hours. Once the, once the, the workers, the employees and the managers and everyone has gone home, and the servers are free or the PCs are free, the desktops are free. A lot of all, my work was done in the middle of the night anyway. So I, I I take a gap from about 6 p.m. till about half past 10, 11 p.m. And then work for about two or three hours into the night. Mm. Whereas once COVID started, my gap disappeared. <laughs> the gap I had in the middle to sit with the family and have dinner and chat became got smaller and smaller. And uh, yes. Work-life balance has been very difficult to maintain. Yeah, and um, obviously as well, when you know you're trying to sort of find that work-life balance for yourself and avoiding burnout for yourself, you've also then, as a business leader, got to sort of pick up the mantle of looking out for the well-being of your colleagues as well and making sure that they're in the right headspace. And obviously, when you're all working from home, especially, it can be a little bit more difficult to sort of pick up on those social cues that might give away when somebody is struggling a little bit. So it takes a little bit of a sort of a adjustment in approach from that point of view as well doesn't it it does and and not only for myself but a lot of my customers they 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 use their own ideas of what they wanted to so there's one customer i can think of who basically at nine o'clock in the morning set up a conference call everyone who is working was connected at conference call and they were continually talking to each other all day long and the line was open whereas other customers would phone every few hours and see how things are going or wait for the employees to ring in. Other customers just relied on the employees just doing, getting on with the job and getting it done. And basically, as long as they got, they could see things were happening, whether it was sales or whether it was, you know, taking on people or whatever the, the, the industry was, um, as long as it was being done, they didn't really care how it was done. 
uh, other people said to their employees, okay, look, we need eight hours of work. Don't care when you do it. You could do it in the middle of the night. You could do it in the daytime. You could do it at night. But I need eight hours of work. And uh, there's obviously ways of measuring how long people are working. So they 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 kept an eye on their staff that way. But as you're saying, yes, the, the mental well-being of employees and managers and directors was it has been an issue. Um, picking up signals, obviously, when you're in the office and you. you you see someone every day and, and their attitude changes or their mannerisms change, you, you pick up on that. But on the phone, working remotely, or even on, on Zoom uh, or on Teams, it, it's not as easy to pick up because if you're, if you're only talking for 15 minutes, they're prepared for that and you don't see mm. the tells that you would see if you were looking at someone all day. So mental well-being has been an issue. Um, for some people and uh, some, uh, you know, we've been able to be as helpful as we can. And like I said, other than the IT side of things, we, we do, our customers have been with us for many, many years. We know a lot of the people that we talk to and, and so talking to them, we can pick up on signals as well. And, you know, we've spoken to managers and said, you know, um, you need to be looking out for your people a bit more, you know, generally giving them hints and nudges as to what they should, that where they should be looking without actually making it too obvious that someone's either said something or, you know, yeah. I've heard something that may, may point towards a problem. Um, so, yes, it, it's been, uh, remote working has it, definitely has its advantages, but it does have its advantages too. It does, exactly. And so I think when we think about a lot of office-based jobs especially, um, it's probably going to be that kind of hybrid pattern that's going to be the way forward, isn't it? Balancing the office environment with the hot, with the working from home because it gives the flexibility, but it also offers that opportunity for sort of much-needed social interaction as well, doesn't it? So I think there are benefits on both sides. Yes, yes, indeed. I mean, I took the opportunity to reduce my office by half. So I moved to into another office, uh, literally uh, one floor up from the building I, I was in, uh, and I moved to a smaller office. Many other people did that as well. Um, and going forward, I can see, well, uh, unfortunately, the issue is the trains seem to be like that. For instance, in my local area, we had a fast train that went to London Bridge every half an hour. That disappeared, and we've got no idea when it's coming back. So we're having to take that long training, which takes an hour, which is not what you want to be doing when you're trying to get back to work after working from home for mm. God knows how long. Yeah, I suppose taking the commute out of the equation sort of helps make you more productive, doesn't it? So giving you that flexibility is, um, is, is of course, very, very good. Um, thinking yeah. about sort of how we kind of move forward into the future. We talk a lot about the uh, the new normal. Um, what's the new normal for sort of pioneer computers going to look like? Um, what kind of, what, what do you have in mind for your sort of working practices over the uh, the unfolding months, do you feel? Okay, so I, it looks like we're going to be doing um, one or maybe two days in the office, um, specifically really for the hardware side of things. Uh, things comes into uh, things that come into repairs or refurbishment or new looking out, out that or new new setups and stuff. Um, but yeah, three at least three days. Everyone will be working from home. And that is going to be our new normal. 
Yeah, makes sense. And in terms of what the business is hoping to accomplish over this next 12 months, as we hopefully, as I've said before, emerge from the uh, the pandemic, um, where ideally would you like to be by the end of this year? What is it that you really are hoping to have achieved? Um, obviously, I'd like to get back to the pre-pandemic levels of business. Mm. Um which I think the signs that 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 is going to get back there. It is going back there. Um, we we have a lot of customers that come back to the office deciding that the equipment they have is no longer up to scratch and taking the opportunity to upgrade or renew, refurbish, as the case may be. Um, so for us, it's going to be at least to get back to the pre-pandemic level. Um, we our, our business is always one. Everything to start, it's run by word of mouth. Um, we don't actually go out looking for customers. It's always been messages passed on uh, between company owners and people moving employment, taking taking our name with us, uh, taking our um, reputation and, and, and spreading it forward. So for us, um, we're not expecting to see a major change. Um, we're, we're quite happy where we are. I'm not looking to increase the business by massive amounts. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we, we'll, we'll be okay, I think. We'll be okay. Uh, I mean, as you said right at the start, it, it, if a business can either start up or make it through an economic downturn, then you know you've got a business that's going to last. Yeah. And then when you come to growing that business, it's about sustainable growth, isn't it? Not growing yes, beyond your absolutely. means, not growing too quickly, because that exactly. is a trap for any young entrepreneur that they could obviously fall into. And you've got to make sure that you're very, very wary of that. And um, yeah, actually, just just for all those sort of younger viewers that are tuning in before we wrap things up, uh, Salim, um, if you did have to give like sort of one single big, big piece of advice to somebody looking to start their own business, having gone and done it yourself successfully... What advice would you would you give them? My advice would be to anyone looking to start out is make sure you have a business, a viable business plan. Many people have business plans that are final size, and when they actually get down to it, um, they 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 don't make it. They you know, last a year, year and a half, two years, and then and they can't carry on. Um, so have a viable business plan. Rely on your instincts up to a point, but definitely ask for advice from people uh, around you, whether it's family, whether it's friends, colleagues, people in the same trade. Um, uh, generally, people are quite happy um, offering advice. If, if you ask people mm. to, to offer advice, people will be happy to offer that. doesn't mean you need to take the advice every time. <laughs> you need to make your own decision as to whether that advice is relevant to you in your particular circumstances, because everyone is unique. Every business is unique, and everyone's method of working is unique. Mm. So you need to listen to advice, digest it, mull it over, and then if it fits your business, act on the advice. If it doesn't, then um, carry on and you know ask other people to look around. Experience will bring more ideas to the forefront as you progress with your business through your life. But uh, the main thing is to have a solid, viable business plan that you've been over with yeah. uh, other people as well. 
Yeah, I think that's exactly right. Is making sure the business plan is right, the the market is there for what it is you're trying to sell, but also surrounding yourself with the right people, networking, realizing that you're not alone. There's so so much value in that. I completely agree, and I think that's yeah. certainly something that we realized as well over the last year when we've seen business leaders talking to each other, realizing Absolutely. that they're in the same boat and sort of taking ideas from each other. Exactly right, um, and get yeah. the accountant really. Yeah, the exactly. uh, other yeah. thing is to have a good accountant. I've seen businesses go bust because they didn't account for taxes of one sort or another for their trade or industry. Uh, and, you know, the business could have been good, but because they didn't realize what they would need to pay at the end of the quarter or the end of the year, when they got to that stage, they didn't have the money to pay and they had to close down or take loans which were too expensive for them to be able to pay back and they had to close down and go to bankruptcy. So, yes, you need a good accountant as well. Yeah, exactly. You've got to realise exactly what your obligations are from that perspective. Um, yes. It's such a shame, Salim, actually, that we are just about out of time on today's programme because I'm, I've thoroughly enjoyed this discussion. I could literally talk about this with you all day, <laughs> starting business, because entrepreneurial spirit, it's so, so alive and well in the UK. And, um, you know, um, actually, given that the business, of course, you know, you've got those sort of steady plans to sort of keep going, not expand by too much. But, you know, it's, it's a fantastic vision. I mean, to even talk about growth and expansion in any form is unbelievable, given the two years that we've had. I would really, really relish the opportunity to welcome you back onto the show in the future and just catch up as to how the business is getting on and do wish you the best of luck. Thank you very much. Yes, I'd, 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 I'd be happy to come back. Thank you very much indeed. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Yeah, it'd be an immense pleasure for me to welcome you back as well, Salim. And uh, do take care and uh, do stay safe, of course, with all that's still going on. Take care, stay safe. And uh, to everybody tuning into today's programme, I do hope that you all thoroughly enjoyed the interview with Salim Luckier from Pioneer Computers just as much as I did. And uh, to all of those tuning in as well, if you have listened to this and feel that you have your own story of success and of innovation to share with us here at the Leaders Council, then of course we want to hear from you. So why do you also not apply to be on the programme? Via leaderscouncil.co.uk forward slash apply. Until next time, to all of our regular listeners, please do take care once more. And goodbye.